very sick. Such a good shot. Yeah. I mean, that, that was just worst case Ontario. That might have been the worst golf shot of my life right there. We have the worst golf for a lot. That's why it's hell, folks. Oh, that wasn't very nice at all. Wow, I don't know when the last time I saw someone uh, snap a club right over their knee when they hit a ball. All right, everybody, welcome to the Bogey Society podcast, episode 23, presented by Could Have Went Pro Media Productions. We got the new media group. We're getting all types of sports podcasts up in here. Just wait on it. We've got Fourth Line Beauties already. Go give that a listen. That is the hockey podcast that Nick is doing with another buddy. So we've got Fourth Line Beauties and Bogey Society Golf all under the Could Have Went Pro umbrella. So get ready for big things, Matt, guys. This week, we have some exciting stuff to talk about. Harbortown, kind of boring week after Masters, but we got some very exciting LPGA action, and we've got some very exciting stuff from our own personal lives, so get ready for it. This week, it is me, it is Nick, and it is Macris. What's up, boys? How we doing? Hey, hey, hey. We back at it. It was uh, definitely a, a little bit of a boring week on the PGA, but uh, we got out and played some uh, some good old golf this weekend, and... Uh, uh, it was an interesting, uh, interesting week for me uh, getting getting back with my old clubs. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, yeah, the old club. Why guess. are your old clubs like even anywhere in the mix right now? Uh, we'll we'll talk about it in a bit. We'll talk about it in a bit. We'll, 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 let's let's get through some other shit and we'll we'll we'll, right, we'll right. go back on, on that on that topic in a minute. What uh, what'd you do this weekend, Marcus? How was your weekend? My weekend was pretty good, man. Went golfing a little bit. My little brother was uh, spending the weekend with me and my other brother. So uh, we got a lot of family time, man. It was pretty cool. Did a little bit of uh, golfing, actually, with my little brothers. Uh, my one brother, uh, Andrew, did not play a single hole. But he won, honestly. Like, he won all, you know, like, in his How brain, he work? won. Yeah. yeah, in his brain, in his brain, he won. You know what I mean? But yeah. my little brother, dude. All right, so he's 14, man. And that kid plays a hell of a fucking round from the red tees, okay? Like, that's all I'm going to say. Like, 14? It, it, yeah, he's 14, dog. Isaac is 14. Not, Isaac is 14 now, dog. Holy shit. Yes, time oh. time moves forward, dude. It's crazy. So... So I got a I, I got a baby brother that's fourteen, right? And so this so he was hanging out with us this weekend, and uh, we went out and played around. So that was pretty cool. And uh, my little brother Isaac is actually like super super sick, man. Like, and and you forget like what kind of an advantage people have when they go from the shorter tees oh, until yeah. you play oh, with yeah. someone that's playing from the shorter tees, and you're like, well, and every time that they get like a par, <laughs> you're like, well. Shot from the red team. <laughs> you know Sometimes I mean? a, underneath a, your a, breath, you know, but I, I can't say that it's my little brother, and and I love. But him a par three team. from the red tees that's like one fifty could be fucking eighty yards from. The Dude, red, it's like, seventy eight. It's seventy eight yards, and I'll tell you that because he got a par on that fucking par three. So anyway, <laughs> hey Marcus, that sounds a lot like when me and you play, buddy. Oh, bro, it's ridiculous. Oh, whatever. But, uh, Nick is the white tee king. Nick stays Dude. in the white tees. Not Nick, that we all Nick, shouldn't. Nick we probably so, all should. 
No, no, no. Nick is so scared of the tips. Like, if you ask him to use a pencil, I mean, he breaks it just so that he can sharpen it and be sure that it's the correct tip that he wants to use to write with. Like, he's oh he's God. he's he's an actual like piece of shit when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to golf measurements. No, if if man, we're gonna be, I honest, stay but... away from the tips too. I'll 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 go back. Bro, to we the played blues. the blues today. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. It's okay. But... It's all yeah. good. I, yeah, I, my, one of my biggest pet peeves in golf is people that play the blue tees that can't play the blue tees. That can't play the blue tees. <laughs> I, I played this weekend with uh, El King that just watched me play. And I was stuck in front of the, the this uh, group of like Indian guys. And like every, yeah. <laughs> every tee shot, bro, they hit, would top it or it would go straight left or straight right. And I was like, what like what do we yeah. what are we doing here right yeah. now? Like, yeah, hey, 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 move up a team. Move up a team. <laughs> Just move up. We have up. no reason to be playing from the back tees, and like the first, and they wouldn't let me play through. I was getting so mad. I was oh my god! Oh so mad. They wouldn't let me play through because they were like all the group in front of them, which was their friends, was another foursome, and um. <laughs> They were like, you know, we're wait. They're slowing us up, and I was like, well, you know, if you just let me, they're your fucking friends. And, and I'll play through all them. eight of you, bitches. And then, like, yeah, let me I'll play be- through all eight of you. So whatever. I watched this one guy on the tee box. He literally hit. He topped his first ball. It flew ten feet off of off of the the front of the tee box. Oh my god! He's up another one. Hits the same exact shot. The ball literally goes like touches his first ball. Goes back to his golf cart. Grabs another ball. He Bro, then no. proceeds to put that in the pond right next to the hole and then goes back to his cart and grabs a fourth fucking golf ball and then looks at me and Bro. goes, yeah, man, uh, just one Bro. more, one more, I swear. And I'm like, dude, Bruh. I'm going to kill you. No. Like, this is – Yo, the deal the, – you get two – you get maximum, you get two tee balls. If you hit a bad tee ball and you tee another one up and you hit another bad tee ball, too bad. You yeah. don't get another tee ball because that, especially you have to go back to the cart for another ball. That's just, you're wasting your own time. You're wasting everyone else's time. Everyone just else's drop time. up by one of your buddies in the fairway. And the thing with the blues with the is like, if you, can, if you can get the ball into the air, I feel like if you can get the ball in the air and you can hit it like minimum 230, you know, with the drop. Okay, play the blues. Like as as long as you're not, like you said, how these guys are topping three balls in a row and then like yeah. hitting a fourth one. <laughs> That's go play the Reds if you're gonna do yeah. that. One of know? my friends, you... one of my one of my one of my friends did that today. But yeah, we're not gonna talk about him. It's fine. Yeah, 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 one, yeah. yeah. It's one fine. thing that that was also increasingly making me angrier and angrier was every time I'd pull up to them on the next hole because obviously it was just me and I was gonna meet up with them on the next hole every time. They were like, they would comment and be like, "Oh, you must be pretty good. Like, you, you're you're playing like really quick, like on top of me." And I'm like, "You know shit. Oh. Like, just let me play through." And well, oh, also, man. you guys are just ridiculously slow. Oh like, man, any sing- so any single would be passing you like so bad. And finally, I've after- never been a single and had a group. When you're a single, I feel like people don't ever say no to letting you yeah, play through if yeah. you're by yourself i let a single play through earlier today yeah dude, you gotta it let just, it do it blew my mind finally they let me play through at the turn and then um so i got to go through them and then I, I i played through their buddies on the next hole or whatever and um 
then I met, uh, I got to play, I had to play in front of these two Asian ladies and these Asian ladies were like the coolest, badass women I've ever met in my life. They like, I got That's up to the box and then she was like, Oh, like, what's your handicap? I was like, uh, probably like a four or five. And so she was like, Oh, you must be pretty good. And I was like, yeah. Ooh. And, uh, then, um, casual flex. And then one, one of the, like, so I get up to the tee box or whatever and the holes like, uh, I think it was like 250 yards or some something. It was a par four too, and I was like, "All right, bet." Like I'm gonna I'm gonna drive this green, and I hit this fucking laser beam onto the green, and uh, so I got to got to flex real hard on these Asian ladies, and they were like, "Yeah, now go show the group in front of you how to how to hit these balls. <laughs> so they can hurry up too." I was like, "I'll try my best." So <laughs> was, yeah, 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 it was really funny. <laughs> Dude, when I wow. was playing with when I was playing with Andrew and uh, Isaac, my ball I ended up pulling it out left, which is the thing that I'm doing now that I I I really 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 hate, and I wish I could change, but I I'm unfortunately stuck. Anyway, so I pulled it out left, and we ended up going over in front of uh, a group of Asian guys that were playing. And one of these, one of these guys uh, were, was about to like, pl- like play my ball. And so I was like, Oh, like, like I, I, like I, dude, I just pulled up next to him. Like, Hey, look, cause when it comes to like, Hey, when it comes to like respect and, and, and that kind of thing, that is I'm my like, biggest pet peeve in the fucking world, bro. I can't no look, but like when it comes to respecting your elders, dude, I'm like one of those like guys that I like, feel like i'm out of place even approaching you you know what i mean so then like i walked up to these guys and just because i'm so non-confrontational i didn't even say hey that's my ball or anything i let the guy keep looking at it and i just pulled up next to all of them and i just waited until they acknowledged me (laughs) and then one of these guys looked over and was like oh is, is that you and i was like yeah 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 i think that's my ball and then they looked at it, and the guy, the guy that was standing over the ball, just looks up and he says, "Oh, that's not my ball. That's not my ball," and walks away from it. Right. So anyway, so I walk up to my ball to just like try and get it into play, and uh, so two of the guys drove off, but there was another two guys that just waited because they were like right behind my ball, and so I was just about to just like pipe it, and I got that 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 three hybrid man, mm-hmm. your favorite club, and, you know, and like look, man every now and again you got that club right mm-hmm. you got that club that you can even flex in front of people and you can like actually play it right bro i slapped that three three hybrid i think i was like maybe 220 out i like slapped it and i drew it in and it like rolled up like right in front of the green the guy in the car was like oh <laughs> oh, 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 you very good, oh, bro. And Andrew was in the cart next to them, bro. And Andrew was even smiling and, and like, dude, it was just like a whole lot of confirmation that I needed at one point in my golf game because I was playing like shit the entire time before, just playing like dog shit. But anyway, that's all you need is that one shot, man. That one yeah. shot, man. Um, anyways, well, let's, uh, let's dive into a little bit of this, uh, the PGA, uh, at Harbor town the week after the masters, um, not exactly what we'd call a stacked field by any means. Everyone kind of takes a break after the masters, but, uh, um, Stuart Sink had a, uh, had quite the weekend, man. He, uh, shot back to back 63s to start the week. I mean, that's, uh, 
that's how you want to start a golf tournament right there. I mean, I put him, put him in the lead and he uh, did not uh, lose the lead throughout the, the whole weekend. So, I mean, he went wire to wire and, uh, and won the tournament. It was kind of like a, a boring tournament in that aspect because he was just in control the whole, the whole way through. But um, he's 47 years old, man. That's, I don't care if the field isn't stacked um, to win a PGA tour event at 47 years old is, is very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And especially to start it out with back-to-back 63s. I mean, that is a score that most of us will never shoot in our lives. 63. And he started off a PGA tour event with two of them in a row. That's just absolutely insane honestly and you know what he might be 47 years old it might be really impressive but i could not give less i couldn't give a single shred of a shit about this victory or about (laughs) steward sink and his bald half dome that's just white (laughs) on top of all the redness i'm just saying this shit to be funny i don't want to hate on Stuart sink too much i'm sure he's a really nice guy his caddy was on foreplay he was hilarious he seemed like a really pleasant dude but it was just like the least electric win and especially because underneath him you have some kind of young guns that like you really want to see do well harold varner the third like i want to see that dude do well on the PGA Tour. Corey Connors, Matt Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. Colin Morikawa. And, you know, another name that I feel like people don't know a whole lot is Maverick McNeely. He's dating yeah. Danielle Kang. Yeah. He's, he hasn't had a lot of success, really, but, like, I want to see him have success. And instead, this old head just came in and fucked everybody up and was yeah. like, I'm, yeah, you young boys think that you got it out here. Like, you got it like that, but you really don't. I got it like that, and I'm going to show you I got it like that with back-to-back 63s. Yeah, and this is the third time he's won this tournament, so obviously he uh, – He knows Harbor. got an eye for it, man. He, he's a, he's, he's yeah. a little viper, bro. He's, yeah. he's lurking in the trenches just waiting for this tournament to show up. Yep, he got three of them back, bro. Yep, this, hey, is, this is his tournament. and He's uh, a predator, bro. He's an absolute he's predator ready. out there. He's a kangaroo waiting in the tall weeds uh, ready to come and knock your ass out on this golf course. Man, oh. <laughs> Man I guess – I mean, we were, you're missing obviously like Rory, Jordan, JT, but DJ played, Brian Harmon's been on a hot streak. He played, Webb Simpson played, Danny Willett, Abraham Answer. There were definitely some names in there, and it just, it's not the most names, but some. And it just ended up really being kind of anticlimactic if you were not pulling for uh Stuart Sink especially when he went into didn't he go into yesterday he was 18 under and like the next closest person was like minus 11 or minus 12 so he was he started off with obviously six uh, the 63 63 he was like 16 under after Friday and it's like all right what do we that's that's ridiculous so um you know thank god I bet I bet Stuart Sink like four months ago that he was gonna win today oh yeah um yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet him like uh, I think I, his odds were like like still like negative one ten. But uh, <laughs> so so, <laughs> so so I, I don't know. I guess I, you know you win you win and you win. So you know it, yeah, it, it yeah. is what it is. Um. So some other funny stuff that kind of happened in this tournament was uh, uh, Billy Herschel absolutely fucking dunked 
a shot on the par three. Um, I think he, he like cold topped one off the tee or he either hit it OP or whatever. No, he, he cold topped it. And um, so he was playing his second shot and he just dunked it from uh, uh, from where he was at. And, like literally just a pin sinking missile just dropped right into the hole. Into the um, hole. And, you know, he was, you know, kind of gave the salute to the crowd or whatever, but it was like, you know, an embarrassing little moment there that he, uh, you know, he tops one and then he goes and, and dunks an extra one, you know, kind of, you know, given the, given the crowd, the, the due diligence there of realizing that that, you know, could have went better for him, but. Uh, it, Jeez, it oh, Pete's man. That's so freaking Dude. sick, bro. That kid can do everything. He can literally hit it from the water and he can like dunk it right in the hole. Like oh. bro, beer punk champion. <laughs> champion, that kid did you see his comments at the beginning of the week where he was kind of like apologizing for his shit at the masters for his I little freak out he had he basically was like there a, there's a fire inside me and it runs hot when i'm not getting the most out of my game that i think i should and it was just like bro you can be fiery and like still like Keep your composure, especially mm-hmm. at Augusta National. Like the club slam in, mm-hmm. was so ridiculous, and I just yeah. you, I feel like as a professional, you know, a certain level of composure is probably ideal, especially in a sport like golf, where it's like when you get angry like that, you're it never makes you play better. It always makes you play worse when you get yeah. really, really mad like that. So. I think like golf is like one of the one of the sports. Well, all the sports obviously like take it into consideration, but golf is one of the sports where like uh, that discipline and being able to control your tr- control your emotion is like hella hella taken into taken into consideration, man. And especially with like public perception, like in in, in basketball, you can you can, you know you can get a little bit of rough. You can get a little bit rough, excuse me. And uh, in baseball, you can charge the mound and beat the shit out of the pitcher if you want to. But, like, golf, that's one of those things where you just kind of have to, like, slowly bleed on the inside of your brain until you leave the golf course and get home and you can actually, like, you know, let everything out on, you know, the toilet seat or your wife, whatever comes first. (laughs) Um, Hopefully not your wife. I would definitely say that is not where anyone (laughs) should let out their anger. And uh, we don't condone that on this podcast, Marcus. That was obviously well, that was off the joke. rails right obviously there. Goddamn! That was a joke. I, I mean, was a I know joke. it was a joke, but, but let's not joke. joke about domestic violence. It's My bad. Funny. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh-huh. It's okay. But um, <laughs> another another story of a, a man running hot. I see you have in the notes, Mr. Siwoo Kim. He yes. tends to run a little bit hot. I and fucking he had a, love him. I love yeah. Siwoo, dog. Oh, that is my boy. Dude, Siwoo Kim Kim is my spirit animal, dog. He's my spirit animal. Some absolute bullshit happened to him uh, this weekend. Um, He hit a a shot where the the ball is right next to the hole, and it was one of those situations where they were waiting for the ball. The ball was still moving, and it was waiting for the ball to drop in, okay? And they waited and waited and waited and waited, and the ball drops in the hole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So after the ball drops in, everyone gives the gives the roar there, winning, you know, da da da. A rule official comes over to him and goes, Well, it exceeded the amount of time given for bullshit you to do that. And it was like, Well, there's two two ways to look at this here. You're not allowed to hit the ball, 
when it is moving. Okay. So what is he supposed to do in that situation where the ball is still moving? Okay. But yeah. he exceeded the 10 seconds or whatever it is for the, for him to move on and play his next shot. So is he to take the assessed penalty for hitting a moving ball or yeah. wait the 10 second or wait past the 10 seconds and the ball drops anyways. And, and um, Kuchar came to, you know, his side too with the, with the official. Yeah, like, Kucher just thirsting to look like a good guy in front of the TV cameras. <laughs> yeah, dude, has been trying to make up for for his reputation for the last like three years. That man yeah. is just is just a sack. Okay, he's yeah. a sack. So, so you know, he comes to his side and, and and he was like, "Yeah, I mean, I was watching it move, and you know, the whole nine, and it ended up falling in." So it's like it's like, what is he supposed to do here? And um, they ended up giving him the stroke for uh for the 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 shot or whatever so the he made the, par yeah. instead of birdie yeah so he made par instead of birdie but it's like like i That's said ridiculous. What, what is he supposed to do in that situation i mean the ball was still moving and he was waiting no. for it to go in okay they say okay, the ball sorry. was still moving i'm they say it it was if it was moving that whole time it was moving at an amount that that's completely undetectable to the naked eye. Like, I just think that that I think the 10 second thing is in place for a good reason, because at a point it's like, you know, you can't waste time. But, you know, if both players, they weren't just standing there. Both players are crouched down. They're staring from all angles and they're both saying this ball is still moving. And I, I believe that that, the ball still moving should trump like the waiting 10 seconds, especially if your opponent who is playing against you in this golf tournament is agreeing, this is still moving because if the ball was still moving anywhere else on the course and you, and you did that, that's a penalty, but because you're on the putting green and it's on the edge of the hole, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It seems contradictory. I think it's bullshit. If you guys, if you guys had to pick like a time, you know, because like this issue has happened on the golf course with like me and Nick, I know for sure, where like I've unfortunately had to go like the ball's been so close on the lip where it's like it's not even worth a stroke. I have to go and I have to blow it in. You know what I mean? <laughs> and obviously that doesn't count as a stroke because like if I have the ability to blow it in, then like obviously there wasn't even really a stroke that needed to get that ball in. That was just a matter of, you know, mother nature stopping my ball from going in the hole. You know what I mean? Running and you and you feel me there, right? Yeah, totally. Obviously. Absolutely. So, literally so, like, starts laying guys... on the ground, blowing the ball in. And to say <laughs> that he couldn't just do that from five feet away and do the same thing, he definitely could. No way. And he's no blowing take, with all of his ridiculous. might to that get this ridiculous. ball to roll into the hole. Um, that little sus, little sus. It's, uh, it's right, cheating. Look, That's definitely Brennan. cheating. But, you know, we like to have Brennan. fun out here. So, Brennan. What my guy? What What's is up? the right? What is the right amount of time to be able to wait? Like, if you did have to make it like an official rule, so say the ball is moving, say it's not moving, regardless, what is like an actual time that you could wait there? Like, because I think I, ten seconds is way too short. First, I agree. Me. I, think I think ten seconds, seconds is ridiculous. Yeah. I think thirty is much more reasonable, seconds. and I think they can afford to do thirty seconds too. It's, it's half golf. a minute. It's half a minute. And that's, and that's not – that doesn't even happen 
in yeah. every tournament, you right. know? It right. doesn't even happen once a tournament. It's like a rare thing. Right. So, right. Unless it's not just not televised and we don't see it. But I think 30 seconds – they were waiting for a long-ass time. It was over a minute, which is starting to be like, okay. But, again, it's like the fact that both players – and people who are staying there agree that the ball's moving. So it's what, still moving. what can you really do? But I think yeah. in, I think realistically for that rule, I think 30 seconds could be a more fair. That feels like an eternity when you're just standing there. But also, mm-hmm. like, if it's right on the edge of the cup to the point where, like, the curvature of the ball is over the edge and there's a chance it's going to tip in, I think 30 seconds is, mu- is definitely – fair compared to 10 seconds is literally one two like that's nothing you know what i mean yeah shit sometimes like a slow a slow putt could last 10 seconds you know what i mean like if you hit it soft enough and it gets the right hill but you know i don't know i i think i i agree with you bro yeah yeah i think i think 30 seconds is a good is a good ruling there i mean if you go up to you go up to him and you're like all right man it's been 30 seconds like we got to move on here there's you know at that point uh you know you can kind of you can kind of look at each other and be like yeah that that, that's fine or whatever but 10 seconds it's like all right well give me give me another 20 seconds here this ball's gonna roll right in the hole and you know it's it's one of those obviously it's a it's a ticky tack situation you gotta you know play it as as it comes along but i mean 10 seconds definitely isn't enough for for me to feel like yeah that that ball had a chance of going in and you're now taking that away from me because it went past this 10 second rule that you guys have made up here exactly You know, because it's not like the 10 second rule is based on any kind of like of God's principles or like any principles that like, you know, came down with Noah's Ark or anything like that. They're just like made up, you know, yeah, just yeah. made up, made up, made up 10 seconds, made up 10 seconds. Social cons, social construct. But you know what? Exactly. You could argue that golf is just a made up game. That doesn't really matter. So why can't we make up rules for a made up game? Dude, oh man, that's a good one. Marcus, that kind of ammo. He's gonna come out <laughs> the golf. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Is it made so up game? None of the, none I get to make up whatever rule I want. None yeah, of the rules. No. None of the rules in golf matter anymore, guys. Yeah, Welcome Yo, to boys. free for all. It's the wild, so, wild west golf. To be honest, I want to step away from this PGA because there was something much more exciting that happened this weekend, and honestly, it was the LPGA. Yeah. It was the LPGA Ooh. this weekend was fucking insane. Lydia Ko. Yeah. After we have Jordan Spieth and Hideki Matsuyama with over 1300 day win droughts. Lydia Ko is over a thousand days without a win. World number one at age 17. First major championship at 17. Youngest Ooh. player in either gender to be number one to win a tour event. Just an absolute beast. And then she has this slump. But like she's a teenager she's literally she's 23 she's my age right now Mm -hmm. so it's you say she's in a slump she might be but she has so much time left that does it really even matter so she finished this week at minus 28 28 under that is an average seven under per round christ dude 28 under so she shot rounds of 67 63 and then back to back 65s on the weekend. Whew. Oh Just my what, god. What a pimp. So so many birdies. 
so many so god so many birdies it's, it's ridiculous how many every birdies time i is. hopped on instagram this weekend it was some crazy shot that she she had hit this week and she obviously had a great weekend 28 under i mean that's that's absolutely ridiculous um, yeah, she made yeah, one yeah, that's bogey. An all right weekend nick yeah that's, that's an that's, okay that's, weekend that's that's pretty good right yeah, she made one bogey, and it was in her first round on the eleventh hole, and that was the oh, she shot sixty-seven that round, and then the rest oh. of the week she didn't make a single bogey. So oh after that, she God, made dude. yeah oh. another, and in that round she also made one, two, three, four, six birdies in that round, <laughs> and then she made another however many fucking birdies after that to get her to minus twenty-eight. Just absolutely ridiculous. It was one, one two, three, that four, five is... birdies on the back nine on Sunday. That's that lady that is really laughable. That woman right there was holding it down, throwing it down, and absolutely shutting it down. Oh my god, that was ridiculous. Yeah, she's uh, gonna. It, some of the, the chip shots that she was hitting were absolutely ridiculous. The amount of spin that was coming off of the club. I mean, it it was really absurd. Some of the shots that she hit. I saw one where she she got it up on the hill or whatever, and she was banking it. You know. Um, yeah you know, coming back or whatever, this ball rolled back, like, literally, like, 25 feet. It was crazy. She, yeah. Jesus Christ. What also, I, post, what? I posted the video of her just absolutely roasting a driver off the deck, just ripped a driver yeah. off Ooh, the deck. Oh, I saw it. The green. Yeah, dry, the driver off the deck. I mean, we would, as you said, like, we would kill just Man. to have that drive, like, off a tee. She literally did yeah. that without a tee in the ground and just drive her off the deck and was like, Okay. Yeah. Off the deck. I, I would have broken my driver just attempting that thing. Just yeah, trying that, to. That shot makes no sense to me. Me and Nick were trying to hit driver off the deck at the Cog Hill range and not we were hitting like worm burning slices slices, yeah. like just not not even close. And I just want to give an honorable mention to Leona McGuire shot rounds of 68, 67, 65, 67, and came in a four-way tie for second at minus yeah. 21. So Lydia Yo, shout out my stomped girl, on the field. Oh, shout out my girl. That's my girl. They're, Home girl. That's I mean, my best friend. It's it's great. Four other ladies at, at tied for second at yeah. minus 21, which it's just shows how, how much of a beast Lydia Ko is. Because these names that are tied for second, too, MB Park, she's a major champion. See yeah. Young Kim. I'm not sure if she is a major champion, but I know Le- Leona McGuire is a big name. Nelly Corda, huge name. So great week. Great, great week for the LPGA. Um, and a great week for Lydia Ko. Glad to see her back in the winner's circle along with uh, Hideki and Jordan after their, after their big droughts. I mean, if Pretty you awesome look to at the top 10 the just the top 10 players that uh you know finished in that tournament 18 under uh was the the lowest of them tied for 10th was 18 under That's crazy and like obviously it just goes up from there 18 under 19 under is a bunch of bunch of people tied at 19 and then 21 under and then 28 under i mean that's that's just insane ridiculous i mean some some of these girls shot four rounds in the 60s and came tied for 17th tied for like 68 60 68 69 68 67 t17 that's 69 68 68 67 t17 that's that's crazy that is insane you shoot four rounds in the 60s and you don't even break the top 15 top 15 dude like that's that is that's some skill the lpga is deep 
man. Oh, it's so deep. It's really hard to win on the LPGA when you got girls out here that can fire. You have so many girls that can fire off rounds like that on a consistent basis. And it's just like, I mean, obviously all those girls would whoop our ass. No problem. Um, Oh my God. Every day of the week. Are you kidding me? 28 under dude. She would make me look like a pita bread out there. Okay. Like a pita bread with a driver. I wouldn't even I it wouldn't even be like I was doing anything. Like I couldn't Dude, that's Lydia Ko averaged a sixty-five. That was her average round of this weekend was sixty-five. I haven't even dreamt of shooting a sixty-five yet. I've only I almost shot a sixty-five on the front nine this weekend. Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Well oh, boys, I think I think this is a perfect time to take a quick pause and uh, to give you a message from our sponsors. So we'll be right back. All right, everybody. As you know, we're all trying to break different scores this year. We all have our goals, right? We've all got our goals. We all want to want to achieve certain things in our golf games this year. Sometimes mine is breaking a hundred this weekend. My goal was to break a hundred. I didn't succeed. You guys are going to hear about that right after this. When Nick had his new irons, sometimes his goal was to break 90. He switched his irons back to his old ones. Now his goal is again to break 80, maybe even 70. Marcus, I think Marcus is out here trying to – what are you trying to break, Marcus? 80? You trying to break 90, 80, well, I'm tra- 85? I'm, I'm trying to break 80. 80 would be cool. If I broke 80, that would be wild. Okay, yeah, definitely. Well, regardless of what you're trying to break, Mullybox has you covered this year. A subscription box for golfers that's full of equipment and tech to help take your game from bogeys to birdies. And then we go and become birdie society, except we're not because we're all about the bogey society branding and being accessible to everyone. So we're going to stay bogey society, but we're going to joke about being birdie society. From tees, balls, <laughs> and training aids to head cover towels and more, you get everything you need to enhance your game, whether it's your first round of golf or your thousandth. Each month, you get a different themed box featuring the newest tools and tech in the industry so you don't have to shop for new gear all the time. Mullybox is your first step to better golf. It's everything you need to learn new skills and refine the basics. Definitely trying to refine the basics over here. You can start a Mullybox subscription for only $39 a month, and it comes with fast and free shipping straight to your door. Free shipping, huge bonus. The journey to better golf starts with just one click at mullybox.com. That's M U. L-L-Y-B-O-X dot com. Use code BOGEY, B-O-G-E-Y, for 15% off. 15% off. That's almost 25% off, which is a quarter off your order. We're, we're close. Not quite there, but that's still a pretty good deal. So you guys should definitely take it at mullybox.com. Use code BOGEY. We got our Mully boxes. They're full of sick gear. They have training aids. They got awesome purple teeth. You know, I pulled out my purple teeth at Chambers Bay. They come in this cute little box. It's almost like a little matchbox looking thing. I pulled them out. This guy looks over at me. He says, hey, what kind of tees are those? I said, these are Molly box tees. It's a premium golf subscription box, and you can only get these tees from them. And he was like, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to have to get one of those. And I said, yeah, you're, you're really going to have to, and you're also going to have to use code bogey for 15% off at checkout at mollybox.com. All right. Look at that. Now we are going to discuss – one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had. I was lucky enough to play Chambers Bay Golf Course this weekend in University Place, Washington. It's a public track that hosted a U.S. Open, so anyone can go play. It's $90 for Pierce County residents. So if you live here in Pierce County, I'm in Pierce County right now. I don't live here. I live in Cook County, Illinois. But if you live in Pierce County, you can play for $90. If you are an out-of-state resident, it's going to cost you a cool 180 
that was a pretty fat tax, but you know, to play a U.S. Open golf course for the experience, the ambiance, the energy, I decided in my head it was absolutely worth it. And I tell you what, it was. Um, Let me ask you a question before you go on this this big yeah. this big rant. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this big rant, he says, you're uh, a piece no, no. of shit. So you said it was ninety dollars for a resident, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, 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 why did you not have your 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 mother book it with her residence instead of you paying the one eighty? Um, because I did not want to lie, and I was kind of scared about getting caught. Caught, I, bro. Be, because, bro, like I don't know if this fool. I I had to make a profile and shit, and if I walk, my mom walks in there to check in, and then we go down to the starter. The starter's gonna be like, "You're not Rebecca Rossi." Well, hold on here. Hold on here. Could you have per se used their address to? Yes. Yes. So yes. I realized that's this what I'm getting after, here. because I was so in my head I was concerned that they were gonna check my ID or when mm-hmm. I got there, they did not. Yeah. So yeah. after that happened, I realized, wow, I probably could have just typed in my mom's address, yeah. and I could have gotten that. Yeah. Uh, but you know what i know for next time now it was still worth the money i could have paid half of hey, money, but it was still as long as as care. long as it's worth the if it's worth the money that's all that matters man and especially like you got to experience that 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 beautiful piece of piece of piece of land explain yourself my friend yeah i nick you're right i definitely could have tried to swindle them a little more i'm a I'm a pretty like pure person at heart, I would say, and it kind of hurts me to be like dishonest and stuff. I'm which sometimes bad, it could just benefit me. I need to be on what you're on a little more, you know. It's a like fuck them. They they don't care, you know. Like they don't need all that money for me. They don't give a fuck whether you are there for the hundred and eighty or you're there for the ninety. They're making money anyway, so yeah. <laughs> so that was frustrating. Anyways, so. I'm just going to kind of give you guys a little tour and a little explanation of my round. So number one, first hole, very nervous on the tee. I got paired up with three other guys. So, but one, one of the dudes, his name was Andy. He was so social. He was so chatty, older guy. He was really just out there for the walk. He was playing, but he was, he was, he was struggling very hard, but he was enjoying himself because he, he didn't have high expectations. Yeah. So on the first tee, Bro, intimidating ass tee shot, narrow fairway on the right, massive mound, like 20, 20 foot high mounds to your right. And then left is just a, a drop into like shit. And then there's kind of a fairway to the left, but you'll have a blind shot to the green if you go left. I, w- I was lucky enough to hit the fairway on my first tee shot. Hey. I'm like, oh, yes, hey. I'm doing so good, bro. And then the top set in the cold tops they i had a i had the worst case of the tops i've ever had in my life i'm 175 out i'm like i'm gonna hit a nice soft six iron i'm gonna take it back not quite over my head so the club's just vertical i'm gonna cut off my finger i'm gonna hit a sweet six iron top Mm. top it five fucking feet so i'm like all right let me just try to hit the six iron again top Mm. vicious top again you gotta put that bad boy back in the bag after that. It that that was a that was tough, man. That was real tough. So then I kind of like, I hit a shitty pitching wedge. I I got it up there and I two putted. I'm no, I like three. 
I made a, I think I made a fucking eight on the first hole, man. It was, it was bad. It was really bad after I hit the fairway. I'm like, fuck. And it was how you always tell me, you're like, Renan, you need to slow down, bro. <laughs> like every time I get the tops, it's cause I'm just trying to swing really hard. So anyways, we get up to the second tee, gorgeous par four, gorgeous, short little par four. The first guy steps up. He rips a drive over the fairway bunkers. He's got maybe 60 yards left to the green. I'm like, I'm going to get cute here. I'm going to pull three wood because normally I hit that three wood real good. Fucking top. Oh. Cold top. Oh. Cold top the three wood. Oh, no. Walk up to the to the ball where it was, like maybe just past the red tees. Pull out the three hybrid. Fucking cold top again. Oh. Cold top Brennan. again. So finally, here's where it started clicking. I'll tell you, I had tops off the tee all day. I My tee balls were just – we're just not there. But anyways, I find I rip the hybrid. I get it up there. I chip it on. I make a boat or uh, I think I made double on the second hole. So after my two tops, not the worst score I could have made. Uh, number three, short par three. I made a bogey there. Um, it's kind of like a par three over a valley. Really sick short par three. It was like a pitching wedge to the green or something. I sliced my shot right, but then I hit a really good like pitch up to like maybe 15 feet two putted it for bogey how many over are you after three holes at this point dude i could pull it up right now and tell you let me get out you know a place that doesn't sponsor us that would be really cool if they did sponsor us was 18 birdies i love 18 birdies they give you yardages to the front back and middle of all the greens they give you little tips it's just it's a sick it's a sick app, and I use it at every golf course I go to. No free ads. We're giving them That's free That's so ads, funny that you say 18 birdies. I love 18 birdies. I dude, use it at, app. like, uh, 5% of the golf courses that I go to. Only because <laughs> okay, I forget no. about Only because I forget about using it. And, like, so I really, really I made, like that app. I, I fucking love it, man. It's great. So, I actually yeah, made sick. seven on the first hole, and I made seven on the second hole. Mm. So, I started out with two triples. After three holes, I was seven over. I was exactly. seven over through three. I would have been losing my fucking mind if I was Mick seven. Mick would have broken something Mick, oh by that point. Oh, my God, dude. I, I, used to, I used to have a serious anger problem when I golfed, and, like, my mom and her wife literally told me they did not like playing golf with me because it was unpleasant because I would get so mad. And that kind of like clicked something in my head that I was like, I need to chill out when I'm playing. So I was set. And then I made another uh, double. No, no, no. Four was a par five. So I made a bogey. But uh, time, I would have just been thinking, man, I just paid double what I should have paid because I didn't get the $90 discount. <laughs> And See, to go there and shoot seven over through three oh holes, my God. I would Nick, but losing my fucking mind. <laughs> but here's the thing is like, I could not on it. Like I was not happy. Okay. I wasn't happy about what was happening, especially because I think a top is like the most angering shot in golf because it makes that horrible sound. It feels mm. horrible. The ball goes nowhere. It is the, Cold, a cold top, there's nothing more embarrassing than a cold top. It look, it makes you look like you've never played golf before in your life. Oh, So that was really sure. frustrating. But at the same time, like, bro, I looked up from my ball, and it's just like, look where I am. Look yeah. at this gorgeous golf course. with it, it looks like a different planet, man. There's just these giant mounds everywhere and undulating fairways and greens. Also, one of the most difficult – 
difficult walks I've ever had. I walked almost seven miles through that golf course. And it also firmest fucking golf course I've ever played in my life. The greens felt like rock and the fairways. You would, I was hitting iron. I hit a seven iron, took a divot, but the divot didn't like come out of the ground. It was just like ripped up halfway because the ground is so firm that they don't, wow they don't fully come out of the ground really it, it yeah. was it was it was crazy um but absolutely gorgeous lots of greens on the water i my favorite hole i think was number 12 number 12 is a short par four and it's uphill you're in between two sides of mounds that are 25 feet honestly might be an underestimation like they might have been closer to 30 35 feet high mm-hmm. mounds on both sides this fucking this fucker I was playing with, man. This dude Casey, he ripped a drive on hole number twelve, and basically on the right side of the green, all slopes super hard to the left, and it was a front left pin. It was the same pin on Sunday as the U.S. Open. It was the same pin that the U.S. Open Sunday had. He hit this drive. He kind of flared it out a little bit, but it hit that slope and rolled all the way down, rolled four feet in front of the pin on a par four and then he missed the eagle put like by a lot (laughs) but so he was not did he make the happy uh he did make the he made the birdie for comebacker so that was that was pretty awesome i hit the fairway on that one chipped on and two putted uh for par so that was pretty cool that was a great hole i definitely made i made several eights um i made two eights out there so your, your final score was what you know I'm going to say with the case of the tops, like, dude, I can't describe to you like how much I could not hit the ball off the tee. I probably topped it on 11 of the 18 tees. I topped it. It was, I just, I don't know what happened. I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck happened. It was, it, it felt like I had not played, played golf. It was, it was insane, but I managed to get out of there with a one Oh four, which for my first time, that's very impressive, actually. For I'm not mm-hmm. struggled off the tee to shoot a 104 is very impressive. I, very I was impressive, not sir. Mad. I mean, one of the holes, dude. I it was like I had taken three strokes, and I was on. A, I had already taken three strokes on a par five, and I was still 270 yards out. No, no. Like because I Nick and Marcus, I was fucking struggling. I was trying so hard to keep my composure. Too. but yeah i managed to shoot yeah. a 104 uh 104 i actually hit a decent amount of fairways even though i was topping them i was, like they were going straight enough that i was hitting fairways but no um fairway fine i'm gonna tell you guys about two more holds that i thought were really awesome and then we can we can move on um number nine 30 yard 30 to 40 yard elevated tee box like right. You, I sent you this video, Nick. It's like yeah. you're looking down. Like yeah. It feels like you're on a fucking skyscraper above the screen. So it's the shot. It's like a 110 shot from the tees we played. And it's like a bowl almost in the front of the green. And the pin was in the front. And so I hit this gap wedge. I put. I hit it left. I hit, I hit it. And I was looking at it falling. I'm like, that's left. It hit the ground. It rolled it rolled like maybe 30 yards. It went from left of the green down across the front of the green and then back. And I was almost on the back 
here of the green after I had landed it short left. It's so firm that you hit a ball, it lands, and it ends up 60 yards away from where you hit it. Casey teed off on number 14. They call number 14 Cape Fear because the left side is just waste bunker, just complete bunker, all sand. It's a scary tee shot, but he hit a great tee shot, and it – we just stood there watching it just roll and roll and roll and not stop rolling. It was crazy. And then he ended up 80 yards from the green. It was like a 430 yard hole. It was oh. angering. But anyway, yeah, this number nine was, that's just the funnest par three I've ever played in my life. I've never played a par three with that much elevation. And like, it was so cool to see the ball, like, cause it's so much higher above the green than any ball you've ever hit before. Right. Since you're hitting from that elevator, it's just dropping forever. Yeah. That was fucking sweet. And then number 18, maybe the hard, one of the harder par fives I've ever played. It's, it's long and off the tee, you've got bunkers all along the right. You've got mounds on the left. So I stayed out of the bunkers. I hit the, I actually hit my best drive of the day on 18, hit the fairway, finally fucking hit a good one. Woo. Um, and then, the next shot is like, I mean, it's it was like not reachable. I had a great drive, and if I had hit a great three wood, I would not have reached still. Um, and then up there, like right in the layup zone, there's a bunker that's like 12 feet deep, just dead in the center of the fairway, dead fucking center in exactly where you're going to lay it up. So you kind of have to hit it over that. And the guy was telling me, cause one of the guys had a caddy. So the, and the caddy was being clutch and he was kind of giving us all, he was like giving us lines and telling it. He would, he would stand 20 yards away from the pin. He'd be like, hit it at me. And it's going to run all the way to the pin. You'd hit it at him and it'd run all the way to the pin. It was insane. <laughs> the you, the yeah. slopes were, were crazy. And he was ballsy as hell too. He would stand there. He'd be like, hit it at me, hit it at me right now. <laughs> You're like, Antonio, I might kill you, but, like, all right, man. (laughs) So he told me, like, he's like, you need to be left on 18. Like, wherever you hit it, you need to be left because everything runs right. Of course, I ran it. I hit hit the layup into the fairway, just rolled straight off the fairway into the the bunker. It was very frustrating, and then it took me a lot of shots to get out of the bunker, (laughs) and then the green is fucking massive, massive green. Yeah. The hole is called Tahoma, which is the name of Mount Rainier's like Native American name. It's its real name. Mount Rainier is like what the fucking white people named it when they right. colonized this shit. But the Native Americans call it Tahoma. So that beast of a hole is named after that mountain. And I lied. I want to tell you about another hole, number sixteen. Okay. In in the U.S. Open, Brandon Grace hit that bitch onto the train tracks. Marcus is literally asleep right now. <laughs> I just woke him nope. up when I just said that. That fool was asleep. He was dead <laughs> asleep right there. I'm sorry, Marcus. Am I boring you? Nah. Am I boring not. you with my At course all. recap? No, no, no. Anyways, no, no. last not one I'll tell you about. Anyway. Number 16, the train tracks are all on the right. If you hit it right, you're out of bounds dead. I fucking hit the fairway on that shit. Dude, my ball was 10 inches away from the side of a cliff oh. just going down. I barely held on to that. That hole, oh, I made a four on number 16. That hole is super hard. I made par. So that was crazy. But, yeah, Brandon Grace hit it out of bounds into the train tracks on that hole in 2015, and he was tied for the lead at the beginning of the round. So 
So, it was just really cool to see all those holes after seeing the pros play them on TV. It was like, wow, I'm mm. now I'm playing all of these yeah. holes. That's that is wild to you know watch them on TV and actually go and play them. So what if you had to guess? You've seen me play a lot, you know, and stuff. So what would what do you think I would have shot there? Eighty nine plus thirty five. What up, Marcus? Dude, honestly, one hundred and forty six. Uh, I don't know. I I think you uh, I think you would have probably shot pretty pretty decently. I feel like you would have definitely been in the eighties mm-hmm. for sure. Maybe maybe low eighties because it really is play playable and you keep the ball and play a lot. So like, I just, I don't know how much golf you've played in places like that where it's like uh, it's, it's really linksy. Depends, um, it's really really linksy. Oh, I love links. Love them. I guess then it you also would've... depends on your your irons too, like like yeah. what irons you'd be using or whatever. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk Another... about that in a second here. So. Another thing you'd is be. Like... Oh, sorry. Excuse me. I'm sorry. It's okay. I was just gonna say, like, you gotta be like. I didn't hit. I hit a di- every chip shot I hit. I hit a different chip shot. It felt like like number uh, number four. I hit a fifty degree like kind of back in my stance low and then the the slope the flag was like right after a slope so I landed the ball like right before the slope and then it rolled down ended up like four feet in front of the pin another one like I bumped and run to pitching wedge Mm -hmm. another time I was kind of short and like I had a big there was a big like edge to the green but then the pin was right there so I took the 58 and kind of hit like a higher one Mm -hmm. you just have to play like different shot the short the, oh, the short yeah. the around the greens was honestly the funnest part of the round the around the greens was so cool too because you like all the slopes make it like you're gonna hit it i i hit a ball way too hard and there was a slope behind the pin so it just rolled up the slope and rolled back down and ended up decent that's and that's sick. what makes it so playable like you can do shit like that and you're not like how you would be at parkland golf courses where it's like oh you hit it over the green well now you're in five inch rough on the other side you're Mm -hmm. gonna just have to do the same thing yeah so nick you probably would have shot like 84 85 something like that honestly for your first time i wouldn't be surprised well but yeah i I imagine you maybe would have shot 95 if you had the p790s in your bag so uh boys making a change here um i uh i've been absolutely struggling with these fucking irons that i had uh that i purchased um the p770s um now nick could have nick could have purchased for the same price probably this the tailor-made sim irons a cavity back a more forgiving iron that would probably feel great instead this man decided to choose the thinnest tailor-made forged irons he could find aside from the fucking tw tailor-made irons yeah, you, you know. have the P seven seventies, not the, you have the seven seventies. Yeah, seven seventies. Yeah, it's literally like the irons that DJ play. Like you have the they're, they're impossible. bladiest blades of all time. I will say, well, uh, you know, I bit off a little more than I could chew. Um, you know, those clubs very much humbled me. Um, I am not as good as I think I am. So um, <laughs> those clubs um, really put put it into perspective that, you know, I fucking suck, dude. And yeah. I can't get the, the ball in the sweet spot <laughs> of the club at all. And um, when I hit my cavity backs, my misses still go the same amount of yardage that they are supposed to go, even though I didn't hit it in the sweet spot. And when you don't do that with those P770s, they don't go anywhere. 
Um, so the biggest issue I was having with these 770s is that I would be, say, my favorite yard this year is 150 yards. Okay. Um, that's about a nine iron. If I pure it with the seven seventies, right. I'm going to hit a very, very good shot right there. But if you don't hit the sweet spot on these seven seventies, that ball is only going to go 120 yards. So I'm now stuck in a position where do I club up and hit a, a eight iron or a seven iron to hit the distance that I think will get me there with the P770. But then on the other flip of the coin, if I peer the golf shot with the, with that iron, I'm going so long that it would be absolutely disastrous for that shot. Um, so this weekend I decided I was going to test out the old clubs and I brought out the, uh, the, the old irons, um, my uh, tailor made uh, burners that I've been using for a long time. And it was, uh, I got back into my rare form. Um, I shot a 79 at a, at a, um, a course called uh, cattails, which was a pretty difficult um, golf course. Um, Marcus, we're going to have to go play that course. It's, it's, uh, oh, yeah. It's quite the not track. me though. Fuck me, right? Fuck well, Brennan. Yeah, well, you can. We no, can, no, we can, no, no, not be golf courses that we have to play when you come um, in May. So, um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We might have to do a back to back day where we play thirty six. So, uh, I'm down. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get there uh, Friday night if I can, so that we can golf Saturday all yeah. day, and then golf Sunday morning, and then I'll dip out Sunday after we golf. Yeah, so I think that that's probably going to be the day where we're going to have to play. And thankfully, they're they're right next to each other. We're gonna have to play uh, Copper Hills and then play Boulder Point, and um, those are two doozies of a golf course. So um, we'll have to we'll have to play those. But yeah, it felt good to be back with the old irons, and I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give the the 770s another another shot. See what I can do. Um, Man, I think you should sell those, and I think you should get the sim irons. The sim irons are just so much. They're like the forgiving, like they're like the wide, you know, like that's what people are going to buy. It's like having like a nice cavity back instead of the P77, the P770s are like the player's iron, you know, it's like the tour irons. I feel like if you could sell those and get your money back and get the Sims instead, then you could have new irons that still have some forgiveness. But obviously there's something to be said for having the equipment that you've you've had for a long time and you really know like how it feels and stuff. Yeah, that's definitely something I'm going to look into to see if maybe I can, I can, I'm definitely going to be able to get my money back because those clubs are literally brand new and that's all I need to do is give them a bath and they look like they've never been hit before. Um, So I don't, I don't think that I, I won't get all my money back and some, and then maybe I think the Sims, are um they're cheaper than the p770 so yeah um, yeah they're seven hundred dollars and the p770s are like a thousand or more so um you know i i that 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 might be an option i might i might look look into but uh it's it's been a rough go with those things so I'm, i'm gonna have to make a move and um so other than that i think we can uh we can slide on over to um banner foe for the week and then i got a would would you rather that would uh it's gonna be quite quite wait i i want to say the would you rather oh this one okay we can do you yeah let's do both the would you rathers right now and then we'll go banner foe and then okay wait also i want this the guy was one of the guys i was playing with the the one who was really good casey 
Dude, he had a sick setup in his bag. His clothes were dope. He had the we had the same driver. He had the M2, but he had that. Uh, he had the Sim UDI two iron, the mm-hmm. the driving iron. Dude, mm. I have never seen one of those in person. The head is so small. Yeah. The head is so <laughs> tiny. <laughs> he didn't pull it out once. He was that. He was fucking ripping his driver, man. He was hitting the piss out of his driver. It was crazy. But he had a sick setup of all tailor made clubs. He had the milled grind high toe wedges. Yeah, he had the, yeah. the that two iron. It was just a sweet setup. I was looking at his bag. I was like, "Damn, man, this is fucking sick." But man. I know equipment day, doesn't make the golfer right. One so. day I'll grow up like that. But you know, till then hey, we're I'll be poor. kicking around with my yeah. with my Rochambeau. He works for some consulting company in Seattle, so I'm sure he can afford to get whatever golf clubs he wants to get. Yep. Or Shout out some so consulting. What's your, what's your would you rather in Seattle? All right, my would you rather – Nick has heard me say this, Marcus, so this is going to be a new thing to you. But uh, right. my would you rather is would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? So you got either 100 little fucking horses coming at you or you got one big-ass duck flapping its wings in your face with that little bill. And I don't know, is it a mallard? Is it a white duck with an orange beak? What kind of duck we rocking with? I'm gonna say white duck, orange beak. Okay. One of those like ducks. the Aflac duck. The Aflac duck, yeah. The Aflac duck, yeah. That Aflac duck's definitely seen some things. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to. I don't know if I'd want a big ass one of those. Dude, like, I'm telling you, my like answer. a whole bunch of hey, consider. You know, stop me if I'm wrong. I feel like horses, like if you put them at that size, they're gonna be rather clumsy yeah and say i kick them across the room that's what i'm saying <laughs> what they? Dude, they're very capable, they're very capable <laughs> at that at that range yeah and like what yeah. would they be doing running up to me and then just like back kicking me like donkey kicking my legs like horse kick like or whatever the fuck like horses yeah do. yeah so I yeah i take the i take mean, the, the hundred i take the hundred horses and i would just have to rename the the word mini horse to mini death you know what i mean like what are you gonna do if a if a six to one thousand a six hundred to thousand pound i don't know how the how fucking much a horse weighs but if that size of duck (laughs) is beating its wings at you what are you going to do to it what are you You gonna do you gotta take it out by the legs that's the only only thing you can do the, the answer guys... is unequivocally, undoubtedly, you take the 100 duck-sized horses. Yep. 100 horses, obviously, imagine the size of the corkscrew penis on that duck. Oh, and my God. You know, oh, and my you God. Know, I didn't even think immediately about that. Immediately, it would, it would absolutely, bro, you wouldn't, you would no have, you, you would no have no defense. You would have no, no defense. No, there's no defense. Dude, I, the, I'm st- I'm stomping little horses' necks. I'm stomping oh, necks. I'm kicking. I'm I'm using say, one of the horses as a weapon. Yeah. I don't want to say what's gonna happen, but the horses are gonna recognize that they need to stop after the first after the first fifty four. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fifty fifth horse would be like, "Hey guys, let's let's it's figure it's out something working here. Something else to do." Evaluate. Gentlemen, I gotta pee. Continue talking. I'm gonna mute myself. Okay. Continue this chat. I'll be right back. No, 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 no. Turn it on full volume.
Yeah, we need full volume on that on that one. We anyway, what's your would you rather? Um, so I guess well, we gotta wait for for his dumb ass to be here for the uh, for the second oh. one. So we're dude. We're, hey, hold on. high key, high key. Would you get a weapon if it was gonna be a six foot duck, whatever? You would have. Like, to. You couldn't just take you know, a six foot duck bare hands. Fuck no, dude. No way. A hundred. Like okay, even if you said like one hundred and fifty pounds or like two hundred pounds. Like that's a pretty big duck right there. Huge duck. But like you know, I'm pretty sure he's not wrong. Like I'm pretty sure horses are like a solid five fifty, six hundred pounds. Oh, easily, dude. Dude, a six hundred pound duck. That's a that's a tough day in the office, man. The corkscrew dick, dude. That's all I'm trying to say, man. Yeah, it's exactly. just like it, it kind of puts it Put puts everything else there. I that that was something that didn't cross my mind to start off uh-uh. the conversation. But now that you've you've planted that seed, um, it's fully grown now, and uh, yeah, both facets, the ground and his cork size to wiener. Um, Do you understand? Like the one thing, gentlemen, that, you like, don't I, get a weapon. That's not I part of the deal. That no, you don't no get weapon. a weapon. No weapon. So yeah, that, that's an easy. Yeah, answer. definitely the mini horses. Definitely the mini horses. That's All like right. the one fact that I always think about when I hear hear the word duck. That's the only thing that I think about. Anyway, that's what I think about when I hear about walruses. They have a three foot long penis with a bone in it. <laughs> yeah. No way, dude! Swear to God, with a whole ass bone in it. A bone in the penis. <laughs> penis bone. Second one. Here's the second one. Now this one's gonna, right. it's gonna be tough. All right. Would you rather brush your teeth with clean toilet water from your personal toilet or drop your phone on a porta potty? Dude, okay. So one question is is your when we say your own clean toilet water, are we saying clean like it's been flushed or are we saying clean like someone just cleaned the toilet? No, 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 no. Like it has been flushed and it's just sitting water, but the cleanliness of your toilet is there from whatever your level of cleans- cleansiness Dude, is. Dude, what the fuck, man? Okay, then you know what? It's the phone because I'm going to get the phone out and I'm going to disinfect the phone. Dude, oh my I'm God. not brushing the my phone teeth out. with... You get the phone out and you destroy the phone. Dude. You don't get the phone out. You have to use you that phone, phone after out. that, dude. You, forget, dude, you, you can disinfect phone. a phone. I'm not brushing my teeth with Bro. water from the toilet that has shit particles in it. I'm not brushing my teeth with that. But you're willing to put your phone next to your face, your eye? I would... I No, because I would particles? sterilize that shit. Yeah, but who knows if you got it all? Bro, I you know I that, will that, know that I got it all. Yeah, and, no, but that you know and that you have little... to stick your hand in the porta potty to get that thing. Okay, so what are you doing, my friend? I'm take the I'm take the whole damn phone. If I drop it into the porta potty, take the whole damn phone. That's it. Dude, I'm not I'm not doing neither of that. Bro, I'm not, not doing easy. A, I'm not if like would I rather what? Like I can't do either of those things like do i have to pick one of them because like yes, i cannot one. Yeah. do any of them you have look to- it's not an easy decision but like the fact of the matter is you can clean off your phone you can't you can't clean shit particles that you've brushed into your gums and listen, into oh your essence God. of your mouth listen dude 
it's clean water, bro. You it's not though because if the off. toilet wasn't freshly scrubbed, someone could have took a shit in there five minutes ago. Five minutes ago, and now you're just dealing with just water that looks white. You know what I mean, or whatever color water looks. You know what I mean. Dude, oh, but you're God. right because I don't know if I could reach down into a porta potty. I don't think I could reach. I don't think that. I have to. Like, I don't think I'd have to wear with all. Even hey, you know looking what? down into a porta potty makes me gag. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Then you just accidentally toss that phone into it like a fresh, steamy piece of shit. Like, dude, in real in real life, I'm that phone's gone. That yeah. in real life, that that yeah. phone is gone. Forever. Are you? I'm not. You're not retrieving it. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think I could, man. I don't know if I could. Could you? Yeah, I would I would 100% retrieve it. I would 100% yeah. retrieve it. Bro. Whether it was with oh my man. Oh, my God. Else, that's a real question. Because you know what I'd probably do? Yeah, this is what would would 100% happen. My phone drops into the porta potty It lands into a steaming pile of shit. I'm like mm, steaming, life. steaming. Some random dude, some 45 year old, like dude a construction worker, a construction life. worker that had Taco Bell for lunch. It's just Taco it, Bell and Tubbies for the last six weeks, dude. Nothing <laughs> but Taco Bell and Tubbies. It's sitting in there. I'm like, oh my god, this is worst case Ontario. I then take toilet paper and I wrap it like it's a fucking cast. All right, yeah, true, true. Wrap it, like, like the whole roll is going on. Yeah. Like you're yeah. going Rocky versus Apollo Creed yeah. wrapping up the hands. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I'm talking Egyptian mummy. I'm wrapping my hands. Yeah, yeah. Right? I grab the phone. You're talking burn unit victim. Yeah, wrapping up burn the hands. Unit victim wrapping my hand. Then I can grab the phone, get it out, pour whatever water and disinfectant that I can find. Bro, no straight ninety-seven percent isopropyl alcohol all yeah. over that phone. Whatever you yeah. got to do. Um, so I think that's, that's, that's the way I'm going about that. I, got, yeah. I can't believe you just asked me that, bro. I have a, I have one that might be too disgusting for me to even ask, but I kind of want to ask it. Babe, right. Should we start our new call real quick? Yeah, we'll start the new call. All right. We'll start the call. We'll, I'll say that we'll do fan info. We'll get out of here. All right. So this, would you, this, would you rather, this might, ha- this might scar you guys. This might have you guys like up late at night deeply disturbed unable to get it off your mind so you're trapped in a room with a baby right okay if you don't change this baby it's gonna shit itself and if you don't change the baby's diaper Mm -hmm. the baby's gonna get diaper rash we can't have that so you have to you have to change the diaper but unfortunately you have no diapers so you have two options and you have to you have to do one of them because there's nothing else you're a good person and you're not going to let that baby get a horrible diaper rash. Okay. So you can. You didn't say it was going to be a horrible diaper rash. You said it was just going to be a diaper rash. At first. Can, but no, I, I, digress. Here, I digress. Here, here are your options. You can A, you can either lick the diaper clean. Oh, no. And put it back on the baby. Or B, you can use your own self and like clothing as a towel to clean off the diaper and then put it back on the baby. Which one are you doing? Well, that's that's an easy question there. I'm def- Is it though? Yeah, I'm definitely using the the clothes I have to rescue this baby, and then bro, you're good. It's not a one time thing. This is like an infinite cycle. 
how long am I in this so for? You're you're forever. You're stuck. So if you if you choose wiping it on yourself, you're just going to be slowly coating yourself in more and more baby shit. Okay. Okay. Okay, but listen to this. <laughs> okay. Okay. But but also here's this. Here's this. No. <laughs> <laughs> so here's this. Uh, you know, once you use your clothes, right? per se, it's going to be a while until the next time this baby defecates itself. Um, you Then the clothes that you had used are then dry enough where you can start to remove some of said shit off of your original clothes so that you can... Like picking shit off of the clothes? Like like picking at it? Like yeah, picking at the shit? Well, the way I look at it. You use your clothes and then you wipe the shit on the ground and then like you're just using your you're as good as new at that point. I don't know if that's as good as new, bro. I feel like you wipe it on the ground, it's just gonna grind it further into the fabric, and you're just gonna have well, either clothes. Either way, I'm going against the grain here. I'm going against either way. The grain I'm here. not you're waking it up. I'm going against the grain here. I'm going against the grain here. I'm licking the shit. Oh, <laughs> and let me and let me tell you why. And let me tell you why. First of all, baby shit. Hella nutritious. Okay. Oh my god. They haven't. They're not eating fucking McDonald's. They're not eating fucking Burger King. They're not eating any of that. No, I'm just playing, bro. I'm not looking no shit, dog. It ain't happening, dog. I couldn't come up with a good enough reason after that. I I can't. I I couldn't. You know. But at the same time, dude, a diaper rash on a baby. Yeah, he's just gonna have to deal with it, man. He's just gonna have to deal with it. Dude, I, Nick, I, I was arguing with you, but I'm on I'm on your page too because even just ha- I don't think I could bring myself to like there's no ingest fun. like con- there's consistently no ingesting it, dog. That's disgusting. No like tw- like three times a day, you're eating baby yeah. <laughs> three meals a day. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's no reasonable option other than than using your clothes. So like that's just what's gonna have to happen there. Well, oh, you yeah. know after after that disgusting conversation that disgusting thing that i put into both of your minds why don't we move on to fan or foe thank god yep fan or foe um all right so this week we're gonna go with uh stewart sink homeboy just won uh at 19 under um so he's a member at east lake um which obviously holds the the fedex championship um he in his spare time <coughs> likes uh hiking, camping, biking, and skiing. He's also been a five-time Ryder Cup appearances. Um, in 2009, he won the Open Championship. So um, why don't we uh, take a gander at what we think um, this 47-year-old man has made on tour. Marcus, you go what, first. $22 million. Okay, okay. I'm going to say – how many wins does he have? Uh – well, he has at least three at the same tournament, and then he's got a U.S. Open or he's got a, a Open Championship. So I don't know how, exactly how many wins he has. Uh, eight, eight PGA Tour wins. Um, I'm gonna go thirty, thirty-two million. Forty million dollars. Damn. Wow. So These cats really out of here making that fucking cheddar, huh? Yeah. Dude, making that cheddar for real. Thir- Forty million. That's 
Yeah. That's why he's been around for a while though, and he's good. So I'm sure he's also just been racking up top tens, top twenties, just right. pulling it, raking in cash. Yeah. Right. So and an open championship that's going to also get you some. I mean, well, we're talking career earnings, not sponsorship money, so right. it doesn't matter. But um, wow. so no Stewart. Next we got no Stewart. Um, wait, wait, wait. How do you spell sink? How do you Stewart's spell sink? Stewart's the ops. C I N K. Also, yeah. Stewart's the ops, bro, with his fucking. With his dirty ass tan line, bro. Come on, get some sun on your head. Yeah, he doesn't move the needle <laughs> to me. I'm not exactly a big fan of him. Um, get some sun on your fucking head. Yeah, dude. Just like go a weekend where you just have a hat on, dog. Like that's all we need out of you. Nah, nah. He's diving deep and he's staying strong with that hat life. Yeah. And you know what? I respect him for down. it. He's doubling down on the hat life for sure. Most unfortunate image in PGA Tour history is his. His tan-lined head. His tan-lined head, dude. Did you see that... the picture that was like like father, like son, and his son had the tan line on his forehead? On his forehead? <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, right. So second is Werner the third. Uh, so he is from Ohio, Akron. Shout out LeBron. Um, he is sponsored, oh, LeBron. By, sponsored by Jordan. He's a big video game guy, um, loves Call of Duty, does streaming. Um, and a, a funny story with him actually is that he had been playing Call of Duty with this guy for many years. Like he just like hopped in a random game with this guy and they became friends. And over the years, like they've just kept playing video games and uh, the PGA found out about it. They'd never met each other, obviously. Right. Well, the PGA found out about it and they flew this kid out from Mexico. He's from Mexico and he flew him out to a PGA event to meet him uh, to surprise uh, Werner. And uh, it was, uh, it was a, it was a good little uh, uh, heartwarming story, but um, yo, I gotta mention this real quick. My boy, my boy Macris looks like he's packing yeah. up a little bajorn full of that sweet, stinky weed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I gotta say that I wish I was hanging out with Marcus right now, so that, <laughs> so that we could spark up a bajorn together. Brennan Marcus, a, <laughs> a little yeah, bajorn, dude, a little bajorno. So, yeah. yeah. So HB3. Sorry, just had to take a quick pause to say that, but uh, guess his career earnings. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eight and a half million. Eight and a half million. Okay. I'm gonna say a cool thirteen point seven million. Okay, okay. Uh seven point three. Seven point three, yeah. I mean not shat not too shabby. Not shabby. He's made himself some racks. So Oh yeah. It's like um, you oh, see yeah. all these guys, it's like 40, 30, 35, and, and that's why it's so hard. To seven, you're like seven and a half million. That's nothing. Yeah, that's okay. He's terrible. <laughs> um, so then our last one's going to go to Mavic McNeely. Um, so he uh, played um, hockey and golf uh, growing up, where he eventually hung up the skates to, to go in the golf direction. Probably a good move for, for my mans. Um, he went to uh, Stanford um, and all of his, so he has four siblings um, or three siblings, including him. So there's four total. Um, and all of the siblings are named after American cars because his dad's from Detroit and he worked in the auto industry. Um, so uh, Maverick is named after a Ford car. Um, he has a, uh, the other family members are Dakota and that's a Dodge car, a Colt, which is uh, a Dodge car. And then Scout is named after a Jeep. So I thought that wow. was hilarious. Pretty interesting. Um, hilarious. So um, 
he he's he is a young kid, so guess his career career earnings so far. I'm gonna I'm gonna say like one mil. Okay. I'm gonna say uh gotta taste the air. Hold on. Mm-hmm. See what's oh blown. Oh my god. I'm gonna say six hundred and uh ninety thousand. Ooh. Uh neither. Uh two point nine. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, wow. I wasn't Let's go, my boy. Too horribly far off. Yeah, yeah go no, ahead. I really didn't expect that number, honestly. He kind of gets shown up by his girlfriend. He's dating Danielle Kang, so yeah, he's out here trying to make it on the PGA Tour while his girlfriend is out here bagging majors. <laughs> bagging. Dude, just banging it. Absolutely just having a field day out there. It must suck yeah. to know that your girlfriend's like that much better than you in golf. Yep, <laughs> yep. Just kicks your Breaking on the LPGA, and then he just goes home with a fucking top 30 finish. <laughs> like, hey, I got a, tw- I got a 20 Seven today. I got a twenty-seven today, honey. Babe, oh, that's babe, cute. I finished top fifteen oh, in the cute. Corn Ferry Tour. Can, can, oh, that's cute. Do you want to put it next to my number one trophy? Yeah, put it. Yeah, put it on the next to the other three of them. Yeah, <laughs> I won twenty-seven thousand oh, dollars this weekend, honey. Oh, that's cute. I won one point two mil. Just one point two million, dude. Just yeah. There's definitely no mind games going on at home at that house. Definitely not. That definitely doesn't happen. No. There's definitely nothing funny. There's no funny business about the toilet seat at the house. I promise you that. <laughs> I promise you that's never been a conversation. Never, ever, ever. He puts the seat down every time. Oh, I put, hey, I put, I put the seat down every time, man. And you know why? It's not just because of, like, you don't want your person to fall in. It's also because... Who wants to walk into a bathroom and just look right into the toilet bowl, you know? It's close. Also, it's unsanitary because did you know when you flush, poop particles get sprayed all over the fucking place? True that. they hang out in the toilet. So might as well keep that shit closed, you know? True that. Close your toilet bowl. Anyways, seat, boys, I think, I think that is a great note for us to close on. Oh, um, yeah. Informative. I'm going to tell you to do one thing, listener. You are going to go to molybox.com and you are going to enter code bogey for 15% off at checkout and you're going to get yourself a molybox subscription. And boys, it's been great chatting with you. I'm going to see you both in two two weeks and we're going to play some fucking jizzy, oh, yeah. bro. We're yep. going to play some jizzy. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. you're, you're also going to go on iTunes and uh, leave us a, a review because we're up to eight now and I want 10. So, Let's go. Uh, us get us to 10. Review, please, so that we can stop bitching at you guys for not leaving us a review. And I appreciate whoever it was that went and dropped a review after I told you. Guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, much appreciated as always. Um, and as always, go go look at our store to go cop some Bogey Society merch. Um, yes, link in the Instagram bio. So go check that shit out, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. All right, boys, talk soon. Peace, later, baby. Peace. Wasn't very nice at all. Wow. I don't know when the last time I saw someone uh, snap a club right over their...